Hello, and welcome to Lessons from Leading Women, a podcast dedicated to uncovering what it takes to be a successful female leader in today's world. I am your host, Elena Wanvigdat, and this is episode one of the podcast series. Today, I am super happy to have Christina Gadak on the show. Currently, Christina is the Undersecretary General of Communications and Public Information of the United Nations in New York City. Before this, she was the head of the Public Relations Unit for the Council of the European Union. She has risen through the ranks of international politics to an extraordinary position in an environment that is typically dominated by men. Christina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you again for making the time to be with us, and we're very excited to have you. It is my pleasure. So I'm sure you already know that the percentage of women in Parliament has nearly doubled in the past 20 years, but this is only 23% approximately of women in national parliaments. So we still obviously aren't where we want to be. But you're very active on Twitter and you post a lot of things about gender equality. Why do you choose to advocate for it? And why is it so important to you? I think it is not only important, it is decisive that all women, and of course men, but in principle women, do all what we can to make the world aware of not only a terrible injustice, but also a number of circumstances that deprive women of their rights and also have an impact on economy, because not having women fully integrated in the economy, not giving women the right place in politics, not having women totally equal as men has a severe impact morally from a human rights point of view and from economic point of view. And looking back at your experiences and getting to where you are, is there something of your education or your training that helped you become the strong leader that you are today? Yes, there are many circumstances in in my life that made me aware of the injustices that women, girls um, were suffering and are suffering. And I became determined to help the situation to be made it more obvious, more clear. You mentioned make the world aware, make my... Uh, people, my um, co-workers, uh, colleagues, friends, etc., and make each of us a strong advocate for equality. So that is one thing. Second, I also realized when I was young that the type of opportunities that were given to girls, to women, were much less than the ones given to men. I also realized, even in my early professional times, that my colleagues, men colleagues, were being given more chances during their professional careers. I was a young journalist. It was obvious that although we were many women in the reductions as uh, reporters, the jobs of managers, of leadership, were always being given, if not always, the majority of time to men colleagues. Some of them very good, but some of them not as good as women. So uh, all these things make me really um, uh, um, 
mobilize myself and in particularly develop in my teams tendencies, activities, and I would like to even to say mentoring strategies to help the young professionals and to help the colleagues. And uh, I should also add that I have one boy and a girl, two teenagers. Definitely, uh, I want them, for them, a more equal uh, world, not only for the girl, also for the boy. So I am a very convinced uh, activist. I think it, mm, this type of activism has to be done by um, uh, through leadership, through inclusion, through um, uh, um, um, showing examples of how um, in a society that treats men and women more equally um, is a better society and how a family that treats boys and girls and husbands and wives uh, have a, a relationship of equality is much better. Then on top of that, I had been uh, fortunate to travel all over the world and to be in zones of conflict and to realize how much dangerous it is for a girl, for a woman, when they live in poverty or when they live in conflict zones. How dangerous it is for girls to go and just use the toilets in refugee camps. They easily are being um, uh, uh, attacked by, by young men, by men. How hard it is to be a girl in the developing society where there is no access to clean water, where there is no access to the very basics. Um, how terrible it is for girls in countries to go to school when, for example, they have the menstruation. There are no ways for them to get washed, to get clean, and then they stay at home. So they lose the school time, and then they are falling and falling behind. So all these situations which are terrible in the developing countries or in zone countries also made me aware of the importance that we all together, young women, uh, women that are already uh, um, um, advanced and senior professionals, we all get together to try to change uh, the situation. And I encourage, I think there is a lot which is being done, but there's still a lot that needs to be done. And we know that you worked as a journalist um, before going to the United Nations. Can you tell us an interesting experience that you had working there? Oh, yeah, I have a few. But there is one that for me um, was very, very important because um, it meant that we had to get organized. Uh, we mean the women. I remember very well one day um, the senior um, editors met and in that meeting there were no women usually there was always one woman who was in charge of one part of the of the um, uh, um, editorial side of the newspaper and at that meeting very unfortunate comment was made by the most senior editor saying oh thanks god today we have no women so we will be able to do our things our own way and uh, uh, a member of the group came out to the meeting quite 
in fact, horrified about the comment, which probably was quite natural, quote unquote. And uh, um, I uh, spoke to the women reporters in the newspaper and we said to ourselves, even if that comment was not deeply thought, hopefully that was not the case, uh, this had to be corrected. We cannot allow in, in, in this newspaper to have men get away with this. Uh, um, so what we did is we went to the store nearby. We, won, we bought some knitting, uh, uh, you know, uh, handicrafts, knitting uh, needles. Uh, and um, we, uh, early in the afternoon, at one point when we saw that the chief editor was coming in, we, all the women, started knitting in our desks because it was so offensive. And my goodness, the editor-in-chief was really uh, shocked. He realized what he had said. And um, we even had put, at the, with the complicity of his secretary, a, a very intelligent woman, um, uh, a knitting set on the top of his desk. So um, he came out of his um, office and he apologized. And he really um, uh, said that he regretted having said the type of macho comments that um, he did. Uh, we were quite uh, pleased because I think he got a lesson. That newspaper, a few years after, was the first newspaper that appointed a woman to um, oversee, um, uh, from a gender perspective, the um, uh, the product. So she was in charge of uh, vetting pictures, articles, languages that could have um, a gender bias. So I think it was a good anecdote. It reveals that uh, you know, even a young a group of very young reporters can make a strong case. And um, it is just uh, something that I remember sometimes when I meet the colleagues uh, uh, in the newspaper, some of them are still working there. We always uh, um, joke and make fun of that moment. But even the most innocuous comments can be very harmful. So we should not allow them to happen. And that was an amazing thing that you had the courage to do. But there are a lot of girls and women who are afraid of the unknown, afraid of doing things that they don't have the answer to. Is there something that you could say to them to give them the courage to do things that they don't know? I understand that speaking up is risky. And we should not expect that everybody will have you do the courage and the support for the speaking up. I think that they uh, should um, probably look for allies, uh, either in the family or with the friends. And when feeling in comfort that they have allies, they should definitely speak up. Um, this is very important for, for example, women, um, sometimes even young, that are under um, situations or in situations of violence with by their partners, 
or that they feel in the, the school or in their environments that they are not fully respected is very hard. But I think that speaking up will make them not only stronger, but more respected. I understand that in situations it can be very difficult, in particularly women that are suffering um, uh, abuses in terms of violence. It's dangerous. Uh, but um, there are organizations, teams, individuals that are so ready to help. So speaking up is really important and not letting any single situation of um, uh, mistreatment, um, psychological, and of course, physical to be let um, go without uh, denunciation. Say, imagine you could travel back in time and talk to you when you were 16 years old. What would what would be something that you would say to yourself? Well, I would say to myself, the world, in particularly in relation to half of the sky, half of the people that live in the world is not only unfair, but is unjust. So I have to start every day reflecting how I can change the situation. I will have to work very hard because a lot of this has to be done through example, through determination, through being very perseverant. But... Uh, Definitely, I have the opportunity of changing many things, starting with myself and continuing with uh, friends and family around and beyond. So be an example of um, decisiveness, of courage, and start with the small things and uh, develop attitudes that you open up to others and at the same time, you engage and you serve with the vision that with that attitude, you definitely will be able to advance to a better world. And a better world will definitely be more equal. There is no way to have a better world without equality. So if the process of transportation of transformation is engaged, we will end up definitely with a better society. And talking about change, the workplace has clearly evolved in the past 10 years, especially as it relates to women. What is the most significant change that you've experienced? And is there something you wish would happen that hasn't happened yet? Well, definitely the workspace has changed a lot. Um, you have many women uh, professionals that reach top situations, but still we have something that is very hard and we have to manage it is the fact that although we have more women that graduate from universities and start very decisively, very successful professional careers, when they decide to form a family, this process puts their, them in a sort of, if not a regression, does not allow for them to continue the progress. So we find the pyramids in all the companies, including in the public sector, now I work for the UN, uh, that middle managers is a place where 
women struggle to reach because they dedicate much more time to family tasks than men. So this has to change. This will only change with the support of the men. We need legislations that uh, not only support women, but em encourage men to take time for the family. So we need to reorganize the manner in which we bring together our families so that women do not have to sacrifice their professional activities for um, the family. I was last, in fact, it was yesterday talking to a, f a colleague of mine when we were together studying at Columbia University um, our um, postgraduate uh, studies. She's a Mexican. Look what she told me. It had been many years we had not been in contact, and she found me the other day through social media. And she said, I want to call you and speak. Okay, we spoke. She divorced eight years ago, and she told me how difficult it is for her because her husband, being quite a um, well-established lawyer in Mexico City, and while she was um, at the early years of the marriage, a very successful businesswoman in banking sector and had two daughters, her husband asked her to dedicate more time to the family. And she did it, you know, full of love and caring, etc. And she stopped working for a few years. Eight years ago, her husband filed a divorce and she was apparently not very surprised but apparently that was because he had another relationship and now she she told me how hard it had been for her to reach the level of um, competencies and jobs uh, that she had before she uh, broke uh, her professional life to dedicate to the family so this is very, very important. This tells you how how this type of decisions of uh, 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 raising families has to be done in uh, extremely uh, coordinated manner by the two. This is just one example that we need um, to change cultural attitudes, but at the same time, the manner in which we organize our time, because definitely men uh, work many less hours than women in unpaid uh, situations, either home, either taking care with the, not only the children, but uh, seniors in the families, etc. So all this has an impact. So we need a number of actions, legislation, we need approaches in the family, cultural, etc. And if we go to places that are less developed than the Western countries, the situation is even more severe because there you have uh, the, the, the many challenges that fall into the, into the responsibilities of the, of the women of bringing uh, families um, about with almost no means and uh, even with the insecurities. So thank you so much for giving us such interesting experiences and anecdotes and also the valuable pieces of advice. Is there any last things that you would like to say to girls 
who are looking to go into politics? I think that they have to be very self-confident, together with working definitely very hard, very open-minded, and then an attitude of caring. It's so important as well to have an inclusive leadership attitude. And if we are able to change the policies and the politics, definitely we will be able to transform the world. It is therefore so important to have women and young women interested in public issues and with the desire of making the difference. Each one, uh, each one and every one of the young girls that really want to have a, a very fulfilling life and at the same time are interested in public will have and have not only the potential but the 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 the, the conviction that uh, transformation is possible. Thank you so much. Have it's a good my pleasure. Day, and I hope to talk to you again someday. Absolutely. There are a couple points that I found particularly important. The first is being a good advocate for gender equality and acknowledging that there have been great advances, but there is yet a long way to go. The second was learning to be brave and being courageous, speaking up. Christina especially gave us a great example of this through the anecdote that she gave as her time being a journalist. Next on Lessons from Leading Women, I'll be interviewing Nuria Hernandez, the rector of the University of Lausanne. Thank you for listening. I hope that you liked the podcast because I really enjoyed making it for you. I would love to hear what you think. If you have any questions or comments about my podcast on successful women, please contact me at 2424-E-L-E-N-A at gmail.com. Before I sign off, I would like to give a special thank you to my guests for being here and sharing such valuable advice because I think they can have a real impact. As well, I would like to thank Baron Schweigman for letting me use his recording studio and equipment that allowed me to make this podcast series a reality.